Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. Yes, sir, happy days are here again. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. What are you doing? I'm starting a fight. He's going to finish it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. Your inside look in the world of combat sports. Straight up. My name is Pedro Fernandez, but you know this. I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airwaves, having defended that title off better than, or to say better than three decades. And straight up today, we're talking UFC 197, the return of the king. I'm talking about John Jones, former light heavyweight champion, now the interim champion. Of course, Danny Cormier has got the belt. He's holding it for a while until John Jones and he hook it up in a fight. Possibly going to take place uh, UFC 200. That's going to take place July the 9th. Of course, Conor McGregor's turn. We'll talk about that in depth. But Conor McGregor, remember him? Remember he destroyed Jose Aldo in like 13 seconds? Became like one of the pound-for-pound greats in the world of mixed martial arts. Wait, what happened then? And he took on Nate Diaz. Well, Nate Diaz is no punk. He took on Nate Diaz 170 pounds. Nate Diaz ended up submitting him in the second round. He signs for a rematch against Nate Diaz. And guess what? He pulls out of the rematch. He says he's retiring. He says he doesn't want to fight. He says there's too much promotional work involved in the fight card, this kind of stuff. He knew what was going on. I think he's got some doubts about fighting Nate Diaz again, as would I. I mean, you never want to fight a guy, A, that's bigger than you, and A, B, that's already beat you. Put the A's and the B's together. C means you're going to lose. I mean, I just can't see. No, but you would have to be a fool to bet on Conor McGregor against Nate Diaz in a rematch. That's why I think Conor McGregor pulled out. And, of course, who gets screwed here? Nate Diaz pulls off the win of the century, and guess what? Not going to get the millions you're supposed to get in the next fight. Millions! Straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I hope to be joined by the king, the king of MMA, King Christian from Galveston, Texas, after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone. It's just a few days. So if you have knee pain, back pain, and you've tried everything, try Oil Can Joint Lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days, or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. Sometimes you'll love a house and you'll love a neighborhood, but it has a not great school district. 
Zillow is actually great because you can click on kind of a more detailed section and it tells you how well a school is rated. We kind of prioritized houses that we were going to look at based on that. We were able to walk in and think like, wow, we can make a life here. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Yeah, that's him, man. Little Cheech and Chong coming back from the break there. I saw him last night. They were at the Warfield Theater in San Francisco. It was uh, it was an event. It really was. I didn't smell too much marijuana in the crowd. I was a little surprised, a little saddened by the fact that everybody had gotten so old, and I guess the old people just, just quit smoking weed. But the, the uh, they, they came right out. Cheech and Chong came out. said, everybody light up. Don't worry about the cops. Just light up. We got everything taken care of. So... I thought it was a little hysterical that they're uh, that they were doing it at the Warfield Theater, which is one of the upscale theaters here in the city by the bay. But straight up, Chi Chi Chong were hit last night. If you get a chance to see them on their, which is probably one of their final tours. I mean, they've got to be up there in age, close to 70, 75, somewhere around there. But they were looking good last night and sounding good. And they can sing. They can sing as well. So straight up, we go from Chi Chi Chong to Galveston, Texas, to bring my man, the king, the king of MMA, Christian. What's happening, my brother? Nothing much, Taco Man. I haven't been on in a few weeks. Well, we've been missing you. The bottom line is MMA is off and rolling. Let's talk. Let's talk about the UFC last night. Of course, John Jones coming back and, and going five rounds. Did he need to go those five rounds? Or could he have ended it earlier if he wanted to? Well, seeing the fact that he was a heavy favorite going into this fight against Vince Saint Preux, he could have ended it if he wanted to. But he just decided to go to full five rounds just to, you know, give Ovens his money's worth. Uh, he he broke Ovens's arm as well, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. I didn't check, but I yeah, think I, he I did. just check right now. In fact, in fact, he he did a dance to it. He found out that that the guy's arm was broken. And John Jones celebrated. I don't know if you want yeah. to go that far into it. Is John Jones a not? Is he a nice guy? Uh, seeing the fact that he flipped off Daniel Cormier as he exited the cage, of course he isn't. Well, I don't know if I would put that. See, the Cormier thing, they go back and forth. And, you know, Cormier and Jones, I went through a couple of interviews with them. And they're hard to put on the air because they swear back and forth. But Cormier is a bit of a fake when it comes to that swearing stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, here was a guy that was, he was almighty square. Um, I used to watch him in the gym. I don't want to say he was... I just say he was a square, a very much a square, okay? And he wasn't an extrovert and didn't swear and things like that. Then he got hooked up with uh, this light heavyweight title. All of a sudden, now he's like, he wants to be like Sonny Listen. He's big and he's bad. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, come to think of it, he's, I mean, people may see him as big and bad, but he ain't really all that big and bad considering the persona he has. Well, talk to me about that. Oh, about Cormier's persona? Yeah, yeah. Well, come to think of it, I think that seeing the fact that he's had a lot of hype surrounding him ever since he, ever since going back to the days of, and this was before he got into strike force, but he beat up a guy in Australia one week, then came back, I mean, then came back to the U.S. a week later and won the King of the Cage light heavyweight title. I mean, there's been hype around this guy, Daniel Cormier, for years, especially seeing the fact that he's an Olympic wrestler. Mm -hmm. But I just think that he's kind of 
a guy with a soft persona, a guy with a can-do babyface attitude, whereas John Jones is like the big bad heel that everybody hates. Well, I also think that John Jones is is much more. Ta- I, I mean, I really, I I really, I picked Cormier to beat John Jones going into that January 2015 fight. I just thought that that Cormier was unbeaten. He hadn't been taken off his feet. He was beating guys like Josh Barnett and Frank Mir. I mean, beating these guys handily. So I said to myself, you know, he's going to drop down and be a stronger guy. He'd probably be stronger than John Jones, and he wasn't stronger than Jones. Jones threw him around like a rag doll at times. Hmm, I bet he did. You know, I would like I would like to see that rematch. It looks like it might happen. UFC 200, of course. UFC 200 was supposed to be uh, your boy Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. Talk to me about Conor. Which what, what are your thoughts on Conor and his apparent retirement? You know what about that and about his message that he put out Friday morning? I got a feeling that Mr. McGregor is in take no prisoners mode, so to speak. I mean, he knows that. He's basically being used by the UFC as some sort of a poster boy. You basically saw the message he put out on social media saying he wasn't going to play. I mean, he was going to play by the rules, but he wasn't going to do the UFC's bidding anymore. He wasn't going to go to whoever's radio show or whoever's television program, and nobody cares about what he's trying to do. He's just going to care about himself. That's why he went to Portugal and to Iceland to do all these training camps. Mm -hmm. And he still wants to be a part of the UFC 200 card, but now seeing the fact that his fight with Nate Diaz, his rematch with Nate Diaz may as well be canceled, I don't know where is that fight going to be taken. I mean, I don't know where is Conor McGregor's next fight going to be taking place. But doesn't he have to fight Nate Diaz now that he talked all that smack? I mean, first time around, I'm going to kill him and, he called Rafael Dos Santos a bum with a belt, the 155-pound champion, of course, and, that, and Dos Santos got hurt, so in step Nate Diaz, 170 pounds. Now, Connor picked him. Connor picked the weight. Connor did everything. I mean, and he picked Nate Diaz on like eight or nine days' notice. So you got to give Diaz all kinds of props here. But is Diaz going to get screwed here? If they don't fight again, Diaz doesn't make that big money. Yeah, but he already, I mean, but Nate Diaz already made big money. With no. that first fight against, with that first fight against McGregor, even though he pretty much got screwed over in the later, I mean, he pretty much got screwed over when it came down to the pay window, if you mean, I mean, if you will. But still, I just think that McGregor needs to focus more on defending that light. I mean, on defending that featherweight title because you know the winner of the Jose Aldo Frankie Edgar match is going to be gunning right for him. Shouldn't Frankie Edgar have gotten a shot before Conor McGregor? Yes. Definitely, right? Yes, mostly because of the fact that even though I know I said this before and you probably talked about it, he's not getting that much publicity even though he's a former champion. Frankie Edgar's not getting that much publicity, but he's making up for it by putting on great fights with great fighters, so to speak. And this fight against... Aldo at UFC 200 is going to be another example of that. You know, you know, at 145 pounds, people don't realize, but 145, 155 pounds, there's a big difference in 10 pounds. And then the UFC goes from 155 to 170 and 170, 185, and then from 185 to 205. Are they jumping too far there in weight classes as far as athletes are concerned? Because if you're in between, you're sort of, if you're a tweener, you're sort of screwed. Yeah, but come to think of it, I'm tired of seeing the catchweight fights. I mean, I understand some people don't have the guts to go up or down, I mean, to move up or go down to a certain level of weight. Why can't they just basically, I mean, why can't they just look back at their divisional charts? Like, for example, if you're 125 to 134, you're automatically a fly. I mean, if you're 125 to, like, 132 in pounds, you're automatically a flyweight. If you're 230-something and up, maybe 240, you're a heavyweight automatically, regardless. I mean, why can't they just get rid of the catchweight thing and just go back to, you know, the divisional chart? But, but catchweight fights, even in boxing, are always significant because you got guys like the 
lightweight champion going to take on the welterweight champion. They fight a, a weight in between and things like that. Sort of an agreed upon. Basically, the whole junior thing. Yeah. Not too many. Not not too many people are hip on the junior thing as far as junior titles are concerned in boxing. But having been a junior welterweight, I could tell you like this: I couldn't fight at lightweight. It couldn't make one thirty-five. Actually, it was one thirty-two in the amateurs. They couldn't fight at 147 to win titles. So I had to fight at 139. So I'm glad the junior title was there. Speaking of junior titles, is John Jones the junior champion or is Daniel Cormier the junior champion? Who's the junior champ here? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to make that decision because they're both the top guys in the light heavyweight division. But one, but- guy's, one guy beat the other guy. He beat him like a rag doll. You know what? I just think that basically the interim title, when it comes down to it, it's kind of like saying, I mean, it's kind of like saying you're a champion for a day, so to speak. It's kind of like saying you're the champion. I mean, you're the substitute champion for now until the regular champion comes back and collects his loot, so to speak. Hmm. And I thought that was John Jones in absence. Stick around, Kristen. You are tuned to Ring Talk right. Live Worldwide. The Taco Man, uh, Johnny Taco, of course, appears Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Pacific Time. 10 p.m. Pacific Time with Johnny Taco and his all-stars right here on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and, of course, AFN Radio. There's Johnny Taco and his all-stars. Comedy, sports, and more Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Pacific Time. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline. Till you came into my life. These are the arms that belong to lock you inside Every day and every night Girl, and here is the soul of which you've taken control Can't you see I'm trying to show love is Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707-800-949-8707. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $24.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 877-499-MY-TV that's 877-499-MY-TV cancel the cable cut costs and get more call now 877-499-MY-TV that's 877-499-MY-TV Nicholas Rowley, Courtney Rowley, Dominic Pachota are trial lawyers who deeply care about their clients. The Trial Lawyers for Justice law firm with offices in Des Moines, Waterloo, Decorah, Iowa, St. Paul, Minnesota, Chicago, and California. The Trial Lawyers for Justice law firm handles catastrophic personal injury, wrongful death, and medical malpractice cases throughout the country. The Trial Lawyers for Justice firm has won through caring about clients 
and refusing to settle cheap and believing in the justice system, hundreds of millions of dollars in record-setting jury verdicts and settlements. Injury victims and their families will call 888-811-0844. 888-811-0844. And do it now if you believe you have a case and get the justice you and your family members deserve. Call 888-811-0844. Trial Lawyers for Justice. Started it off right there, rocked him. Sent to go. Fight! Domi and Guido. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Make a million, lose a million. <laughs> That's the way it goes. <laughs> Prop shows 27 minutes past hour. John Jones, the interim champion, of course, of the USC now, light headweight back again. Him, him and Daniel Cormier possibly going on the uh, 9th of July at USC 200. But some of the other fights in the card, Demetrius Johnson was the winner, defending his flyweight title like in two minutes and 49 seconds. Um, Edson Barboza, I thought was an upset winner over Anthony Pettis. I thought Barboza had a bad chin, but... Pettis got beat last night unanimous not across the board. 29-28, two rounds to one, and then three zip, 30-27 on the third scorecard. Another winner on the card was Sergio Pettis, the brother of Anthony Pettis. But back to Anthony Pettis. Christian, I got to ask you, man. Anthony Pettis now, let me look at this. Uh, he, beat Gil- he beat Benson Henderson for the title. Had a successful defense against Gilbert Melendez. I thought it was a little crazy. I thought he, he lost to Josh Thompson. Then he was dismantled by current champion Rafael Dos Anos controlled by uh, Eddie Alvarez, and then beaten up by Edison Barboza standing up. What's going on with Pettis? You know what? Maybe you should just ask, maybe you should just ask Anthony Pettis' legs how that feel. I mean, how that felt from last night, because I've never seen a guy's legs that purple before. I mean, seriously, Edison Barboza just kept kicking at him. Like crazy, you know? I mean, I'm pretty sure Pettis was feeling that for the entire three-round duration of that fight. But still, what's wrong with Pettis? I just think this was a minor speed bump. He'll get right back to where he's supposed to be. How can he get right back to where he's supposed to be when he, when he's, when he, when he hasn't won a fight in a long time? It's been, he's been three fights a loser. Well, I mean, come to think of it, maybe there – I mean, maybe – Pettis just needs to take a breather. Maybe both he and his brother Sergio need to just take a breather, you know, go back to Milwaukee, train at Rufus Sport a little bit more, and maybe think about their respective mindset when it comes down to, you know, when it comes down to their current places in the in the UFC rankings, so to speak, or basically on the UFC roster. Because, you know, Benson Henderson, Anthony Pettis' rival, is currently fighting for Bellator, and he lost this past Friday night. Maybe all three of them need to do the same thing, even though Sergio won last night. Okay, we'll get to the Bellator thing in the next segment. But looking at the rest of this UFC card, um, as I said, Sergio Pettis was winner over Chris Kaladis. Um, Carlos Barza was the winner. I sort of like the way she fights. Oh, you mean the cookie monster and only woman to become the first ever Invicta and UFC Women's Strawweight Champion? That's her. <laughs> right, right. But come to think of it, do you think that ever since she lost that fight to Joanna, you know, Shea Chick, is that right? Yeah. We'll, we'll call her Joanna J. Yeah, ever since she lost that fight to Double J, I mean, do you think that her stock as far as being a future contender to the strawweight title, the women's strawweight title is just plummeting a little bit? Well, I think it has, but Joanna J sort of like the Gennady Golovkin of boxing. I mean, she just she goes out there and just busts people up, man. 
Well, she's been doing that ever since her days with Cage Warriors. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's probably her motif. <laughs> okay, yeah. But what I'm trying to say is Joanna J, of course, can does she need a couple of opponents to put her in a, a Ronda Rousey type of position or, or a Holly an upper echelon type of position? Because I don't see her I don't see the Joanna J getting a um I mean, I know chicks have co-headline cards before, but I wouldn't see there be a clamoring for her to top a UFC card, would there? Well, come to think of it, the only, I mean, not trying to basically put the cart before the horse here. I'm just basically saying the only person that's able to face her right now is Claudina Galdelha. Mm-hmm. And Basically, they're coaching the ultimate fighter right now, so of course they're going to be fighting at the end of that particular season, but there are plenty of others, like, for example, Doug Rose Namajunas probably wants a shot. I mean, I'm pretty sure that she's going to be wanting a title shot after her most recent win last weekend at the Fox event. Hmm. Hmm. So all in all, is is MMA being is is it being oversaturated right now? Is there too much MMA on TV? Uh, to be honest, I think that's just the cable part because there's not enough MMA on TV. I mean, I can understand. I can understand the fact that ESPN has MMA Live, or and in some parts of the country, I can understand that the UFC is bonkers over Fox. I mean, I can understand that the UFC and Fox Sports have been in cahoots for about six years now, kind of, sort of. And I can understand that Bellator has Spike, but all they show are the events, and really, other than that rising thing that they shown late last year, there's not really much to do with that, other than just show the events. Mm. But... Maybe if they show a little bit more MMA on television, people would actually take the sport seriously, wouldn't you think? Well, I just think I think that Bellator is going about it the wrong way. I think they should be going like weekly. And, and if they say, "Well, we don't have a big enough roster to go weekly," then guess what? Then do a card, split it in half, run one hour one week, or one one hour the next. Do something like that. I mean, I understand that some of the results they get out because of the internet and things, you know, in today being uh, the instant age of media, but. I think they could do it. And I really think that that's the way to go because having having like spike events for four or five weeks and disappearing for three months and coming back for five or six weeks, it's just it's just not kosher, man. I can't figure it out. I'm a I'm an MMA guy. Yeah, but didn't that kind of kill their? Well, I mean, didn't I mean when they did the whole tournament stuff weekly, like when they were on. I mean, because I remember they were on ESPN Deportes with English announcers. They were on Fox Sports Net. They were on MTV2 and FX for the HD screen. Mm-hmm. And now they're on Spike TV. But the tournament thing that they started out with, kind which they did weekly, by the way, kind of killed the whole vibe of, you know, MMA, like, there was probably a reason why they had to take those months off. But I just don't think that having the weekly programs, having the weekly events would do much good for Wait, wait, now you trying to tell me if we built a one hour if we built a one hour story each week with a one hour program, say we had three fights and three or four fights in this one hour, whatever we can put in there, with some interviews and some some background on the fighters oh, and things like that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're talking about you know, looking back on past fights, huh? No, I'm talking about building up the fights now. What I'm trying to say is we need to put three or four fights together. In other words, here I'm, I'm Bellator. I'm promoting. I've got 12 fights I'm going on this card. I'm going to put six in, one, six in one show on TV and six on the other. If I have to show highlights on one, I'll do it that way. But the bottom line is I'm going to split this show up into two different ways. And what I'll do is I'll have a little storytelling behind it. In other words, just a little ultimate fighter, a little bit WWE. In other words, little insight into the fighters before they step into the cage or whatever. I'm just trying to say that I just don't think Bellator is doing a, a good enough job of that. I mean, I watched the fights this past weekend. I was I thought it was pretty cool. But, you know, consistency, consistency, Christian, it's got to be consistency. Okay. But still, come to think of it, when it comes down to Bellator because you got Bellator – MMA and what's now Bellator kickboxing coming up, wouldn't mm. that mean, you know, 
playing to different crowds, adding both kickboxing and MMA fights. Well, you know, where are you and I going to talk about? Is there a, is there a uh, an audience for kickboxing? K1's, you know, sort of like reared off into the sunset to an extent. We'll talk about that after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. This is Ring Talk Live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network. And guess what? We come to you live from the West Coast. Paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy price again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Scott Kroger, in five years from now, where do you see Bellator MMA in yourself? Well, I think that uh, what you'll see is you'll see big fights in big arenas. You'll see, uh, uh, you know, fighters that are that are in the top ten of the world. Uh, and I think you'll see another thriving league um, along with the UFC. I think that there's room for two. And I think it always is a healthy industry when you have uh, – Two, two good, solid players in any business. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Andre Koroshoff. Beat up on uh, Benson Henderson pretty decisively Friday night. But guess what? Ben Askren took him out with a TKO and four back in, yeah, I think it was uh, Bellator 53 or something like that. Anyway, the bottom line is, 
Ben Askren's making a lot of noise on Twitter saying that Bendo's a fool and Bendo's this, Bendo's that. It, it, does, does, does Ben Askren lay a claim to being the best welterweight on the planet or is he just a guy that nobody wants to fight? What's the story on him? Well, I think it's a mix of both because if you saw in the disc video that he put out on Friday night before Bellator 153, uh, like yeah, that. Bellator 153 that happened Friday night at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut, he basically said that the title fight that happened, Benson Henderson versus Andre Korshkov, which went to a decision win for Korshkov, was a fraud, a joke, that the real welterweight title that Benson held, that Benson did held and defeat Korshkov gave him that one loss for the real title belt is in his lovely home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But to be honest, I just think that Ben. I just think that Ben Askren is a little bit misunderstood, so to speak. Because if you think about it, this guy has been fighting in 1FC for, what, about a year, two years now? Yep. Been fighting some of the best talent in the world. Well, actually, not really the best talent in the world, but really the best talent that the world hasn't seen yet as far as the rest of the as far as the rest of the countries are concerned. But still, the dude, he's been wasting his time in 1FC, in Singapore, I mean, the Philippines, all of them, Eastern Asia, so to speak. And I think it's about time that he does come back to North America to prove that he's the best walkway instead of running his damn mouth. Ben Askren, 15 to know, of course, he, um, he was a former Bellator champion, current one champion, of course. And, you know, you talk about the money he's making over in Asia. I did have a brief interview with him, I guess, about a year ago, a year and a half ago. I just talked to him briefly, and he wasn't able to record it. And he said to me that he was making more money over there than he would have been making over here. And, yeah, I can understand that. I mean, I can understand that he's making more money over for one FC, one fighting championship in Eastern Asia than he ever would fighting for Bellator. But the dude... He's misunderstood. I mean, he just doesn't know the possibilities and the opportunities he can have, you know, going back to the United States, going back to North America in general, and fighting and proving his worth as the best welterweight in the world. He just doesn't know. Well, Conor McGregor said he was tired of being pimped by the UFC, and don't you think, I mean, that that, uh, that Ben Askren is sort of the same ilk? He doesn't want to be used. He wants to be able to wear his own trunks in the ring. He wants to be able to do his own thing. Oh, right, right. The whole sleaze box thing, which basically Reebok are kind of sleazy with the whole UFC thing. But still, I can understand that Ben wants to wear his own trunks. That's why I think that if he would really want to promote himself in the way that he wants to be promoted, he should just go back to Bellator or take a couple of fights in the WSOF against somebody like um, John Fitch, maybe mm-hmm. Joe Alceferino, right. maybe Brian Foster, you know, have him move up a bit. I just think that, you know, Ben Askren would do a lot better coming back here instead of wasting one more second with one up. I mean, he could still do the one FC thing, but I would just love to see him try and prove his medal back here in North America. Okay, we're talking about some of the sanctioning bodies not being in the USC and Bellator. The World Series of Fighting, I thought they came on with a splash. I really thought the things were going to happen. They were on the NBC Sports Channel. Then I heard they had problems paying their rent in Vegas, and they had to change offices and all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't know what, if those rumors were true or not. They've sort of fallen off the planet for a bit, haven't they? Uh, to be honest, they haven't really fallen off the planet as much as they're not really getting anybody to watch their shows, especially when it comes down to them competing against the UFC and Bellator sometimes on the same night. But, but that, that's on. But Christian, that's on them. Okay, if you if you promote an event or if you've got an event going and the UFC jumps on your date and this and takes your date. I mean, why? Why do you have to be macho and say, "Well, okay, I'm going to be here. I'm going to lose my ass, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to move. Just move the date." Well, 
I mean, they would want to move the date, but Ray Stuffo, I don't know if it's him being stubborn or him hiding his machismo a bit, but still, I don't think he wants to move the date up because he wants to still think that he, I mean, his promotion can compete with the UFC, and that's fine. But when you're not getting ratings on a network that a good majority of the country barely even gets if they even search, I mean, that's kind of a bit delusional, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think it is. You know, and I got to you mentioned Ray Seffo. He was supposed to be on the show not once but twice. He stiffed me both times, and they never even called me back to, to say why he didn't show. They just said he usually is. I remember the last email I got from him. He's very prompt. Well, he's very prompt. It's been like eight months. He never showed. But I just don't. I just don't know whether whether, whether this company is going to go in the right direction. And I know they've had an influx of money of recently. But you know, are we throw? Are they pouring? Is it? Are, are you putting bad money? Are you putting good money on bad money if you invest in WSOF? Well, come to think of it, there's two sides to the WSOF. There's the regular WSOF ran by Ray Suffo and all them people with the good events but barely any ratings. And then there's the other side. The, I mean, there's the other side to the World Series of Fighting. WSOF Global ran by Donna Huster. I mean, she, I mean, yes, this is a woman, but she basically has helped put together a few good events, three in total in Japan and China, and helped all these global, I mean, helped basically put partnerships together with all these global promotions in Iceland, England, the Philippines, and Italy, and even Puerto Rico with Reality Combat. But I think that the only way these two entities would learn how to coexist is if, you know, there would be kind of a merger between the two. But still, seeing the fact that Ray Seffo is kind of delusional when it comes down to his promotion still being a viable number three in the MMA world, I don't think that's ever going to happen. He, nobody's going to want to merge it with him if he's going to be that stubborn. Well, what's the story on kickboxing? We, we mentioned something a little bit earlier that, that uh, Bellator is going to do kickboxing. Is there a market for that? Yes, there is still. I mean, surprisingly enough, there's still a market for kickboxing. I mean, basically, you got these events. Uh, I don't even know how to say it. These events... There's still kickboxing events that go on around mm-hmm. the world. You got a few in the Netherlands. You got K1 running Japan over right. again. I mean, you even got Venom World Series and Glory Kickboxing doing odd events every month. But still, there is a market for kickboxing. I just barely even think, I just don't even think that, you know, Bellator kickboxing would do good on its own because they need you know, the chance to work alongside Bellator MMA for shows like a dynamite, which is going to happen this fall. I mean, which is going to happen this summer in St. Louis. But the point of the matter is there is a box. There is a market for kickboxing, but Bellator kickboxing, I'm not sure if it's got legs strong enough to run on its own yet. Okay. Looking in the rearview mirror, April the 10th, Junior Dos Santos took apart Ben Rothwell. Did, can Ben Rothwell fight even a lick? I mean, he looked so inferior that night. It was it, it was terrible. Ugh. For him being a former IFL heavyweight champion, it's a shame that he's still allowed to go on in the UFC, despite everybody knowing how terrible he's currently becoming. I mean, besides, what's his current record in the UFC? Not overall in MMA, but what's Ben Rothwell's current UFC record? I have no idea, but I just I think Ben was on a hell of a roll there, and I thought that with the damage that Dos Santos had taken in the two Cain Velasquez fights that he was susceptible, but no, man, Junior Dos Santos beat, beat him to a pulp. Yeah, I bet he did, but still, I think after that event that happened in Croatia weeks ago, I think the only heavyweight fight that people would actually go out of their way to see even though many people are not going to say any, even though many people aren't going to say that he's not ready yet to face this particular fighter, but I would rather see Derek the Black Beast Lewis 
former Legacy FC heavyweight champion face off against Junior Cigano Dos Santos. I would love to see that fight happen. Hmm. Do you think Dos Santos, I mean, can somebody really, re- I don't know too many guys that I've seen recover from the beatings he took with, from Cain Velasquez, man. I mean, 10 years down the road, he might be in a wheelchair. Yeah, that is true. I mean, but the dude, it's not really his fault that he keeps blocking punches with his face instead of his hands. <laughs> Luke Rocco and Chris Weidman, the rematch June the 4th of the Forum in L.A. Um, what can Weidman do differently? Wait, seriously, they're actually going to be holding a UFC event at the Fabulous Forum in Inglewood? The Inglewood Forum. Listen, white folks are going to Inglewood again. <laughs> yeah, but... Still, going back on that fight you just mentioned, Luke Rockhold versus Chris Whiteman, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. I think that's going to be a good fight. I really do, because I think that Whiteman, even though he kind of feels a little bit stupid that he didn't show his best effort in the last time out, he's really going to want to come for, I mean, he's, he's really going to want to come for Rockhold's head, so to speak, in this next fight. But isn't Rockhold one of those guys that's sort of like a big for a, a, a middleweight? In other words, he'd be a small, light, heavyweight instead. You see what I'm trying to say? He's one of those guys that's yeah. it's big. he's big at middleweight, but he'd be small at light, heavyweight. Exactly. I mean, I get exactly what you mean, but so, I mean, the same way goes for Whiteman, too. He's a big heavyweight, small, light heavyweight. And both of these two guys would cause havoc in that division, that particular division of light heavyweight. But these two dudes, they fought like hell the first time, even though Rocco did come out with the victory. I think that in this second fight that's going to happen at the Forum, these two are going to be, you know, causing chaos and mischief once again in that cage. Okay, so here's what's up. I'm going to pick Rocco. Do you want to better pack a pack of gum on that one? Nah, I'm not going to. Ah, gonna. we got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Build up the big kid. I'm a big Weidman guy. I thought he would beat the Filipino Flash, uh, the Filipino Wrecking Machine, Mark Munoz. I was the only media guy that thought so in San Jose. I mean, I thought he'd beat Silva. Nobody thought that. But I think he's a real deal. But I think he's met his match. Yeah, but come to think of it, I mean, if he would have won the first fight against do you think that there would even be a rematch? No, but here's what's up. He didn't win the first fight. He got beat down like a girl. I mean, it was like one. It was like a man beating on a boy. Ah, good one. But still, I'm not gonna vote against you when it comes down to this matchup between Rockhold and Whiteman. I just think that Rockhold is gonna win, but I won't be surprised if you know Whiteman gets his revenge. Okay. 30 seconds, Jones and Cormier are going to go at UFC 200. You think that's going to be a good match or what? I hope Cormier wins. That's all I'm going to say about that because I think John Jones is kind of overrated. Wow. The great Christian from Galveston, Texas. King, have a good week. We'll talk soon. Hey, hopefully I'll talk to you on Saturday night on your all-star show. Thank you, my brother. All the best to you. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, of course. Coming to you from the city by the bay, live San Francisco, the West Coast. This is Ring Talk. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought with. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. 
truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Attention. If you're in the market for a power scooter to reclaim your freedom, we have great news. Heartway, one of the world's leading manufacturers, has new factory direct power scooters for as little as $39 a month. Now you can stay active and have the freedom that a power scooter can give you. For over 20 years, we've been building the best and most reliable power scooters in the marketplace. And now with our new direct-to-consumer division, we can offer you wholesale prices. Plus, with Hardway Care Service, you are always protected. You will not find a better power scooter for as little as $39 a month anywhere. And with free shipping, if you call today, you can have a new power scooter delivered to your door for free in days. Financing is easy with your credit card or PayPal credit. Call now. 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. That's 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906. That's 800-296-0906. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. 58 and a half minutes past hour. This is hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Sunday edition. Of course, we come to you live Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Saturday, we combine both boxing and MMA into one hour. Then we come back on Sunday with two hours of programming, an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts with some boxing and Pro Wrestling thrown in as well. And then, of course, we come back Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific time live in Sirius XM Satellite Radio with an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. Of course, that is the entire Ring Talk schedule. If you are joining us for the very first time today, I welcome you to the Ring Talk family. If you've been here a while, well, we're family. What can I say? Until next time, keep your hands up, keep your chin down. Most importantly, don't forget, this is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We come to you live each and every Saturday and Sunday as well as Monday. From San Francisco, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I'm